Hello, everyone. This is Lila Ray, and this is Lauren Kay, and this is Snacks, Snuggles, and Cinema. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming back with us this week. Um, you can probably hear it in my voice. I've had a little bit of a rundown week. Um, my body's just kind of crashing, but I am here for us, and I am here for you guys. And we're just gonna push through, and hopefully, any sneezes or icky noises will just edit out. Yeah. Um, because I'm not feeling 100%, but I'm here for you guys to give 100%. So we're going to get into it. Um, this week we're, well, since it's April and April 1st is usually, well, it is April's full, April Fool's Day. Usually that brings on pranks and laughter and everything. So Lauren and I discussed doing April as comedy month. Woo! So we're just going to get a lot of laughs in also kind of shake off the last couple few months of the cold and the ick and just I know I get seasonal depression and it just kind of wipes me from being able to act like a human being (laughs) so it's really great to have some warmth some sunshine back and some laughter back in our lives and we're just Go ahead, Lauren. Take it yeah. over. And if you hear the wind, that's because we are actually enjoying the sunshine. It's still yes, slightly chilly, but we're enjoying the sunshine. <laughs> Loving that it's back. Um, but so, as she said, we're doing comedy this month. I'm really excited. I love comedy. I love to laugh. Um, and we are starting with Liar Liar. One of our favorites from when we were little, too. Like, yeah. we had this on VHS. I think we had to get two or three copies because we wore out our copies yeah. because that's how and, much. And y- yes, you, you did hear that, right? VHS. VHS, people. yeah. We're older. <laughs> we're not old, uh, but we're old. I mean, I'm 30. Lauren's 34. And um, and so, yeah, so we grew up with VHSs and we grew up with VCRs. And, and when the DVDs came out, do you remember how big of a deal that was? That was a big deal Holy how expensive they were. Oh, my gosh. Right. And, and so we and we, we even had the split VHS DVR player. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, but so DVD like, player. Yeah. So we, again, we're doing Liar Liar for this week, though. Um, that was released on March 28th of 1997. The runtime is an hour and 26 minutes. Um, and I know that sounds kind of short. Yeah, kind of short, but it, it got so much in the hour and 26 minutes. It's a and really it's paced, good. It's paced very well yeah. to where you almost feel like it's a little bit longer because you get so much detail. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, so, <coughs> so sorry. That was actually me. Um, <laughs> main cast is going to be Jim Carrey. Which, Laura. I'm sorry, real quick. I know last week I talked about. Uh, Tom Hanks and like how I slept on him. I did not sleep on Jim Carrey. I knew that that was <laughs> a very fine gentleman when I was a very young age. I think he was one of my first crushes, to be honest, because he's so funny and he's tall and lanky. And apparently, I had a thing for that when I was younger. Right. <laughs> and he is just—he's very—he's cute. But then once they start to show his attitude, uh, for me, it, it it shifts. Yeah. Go ahead. So again, so we got Jim Carrey, Maura Tierney, Jennifer Tilly. Amanda Donahoe, Anne Haney, Justin Cooper, and uh, Carrie Ellis, or Ellis, or I always... Ellis. Ellis, okay. I think. I think. Okay. Um, uh, our director is Tom Shadek, is how I would say that, um, and it was distributed by Universal Pictures, um, and you can watch it on Tubi for free, and then everywhere else is going to be three ninety nine, and that's YouTube, Google Play Movie and TV... Redbox, Voodoo, and Amazon Prime Video. Um, Again, worth it. Worth a rent. We're going to just do a quick thing of uh, the snacks we did do was donuts and hot dogs, and we're going to get a little more <laughs> into that at the end of it, because I know you two are probably like, That's what? a very strange mix, but it, it so We'll get into that bad. more at, at the end of, of what we Why chose. we chose hot dogs and donuts. So, um, at the start of the movie... There's a little bit of his son in the classroom. They're doing what their parents do. And, you know, little guy talks, uh, Max, who is the little oh, kid. And he's the cutest he little is. kid. He's so cute. Um, and, you know, he tells his mom, you know, about his mom. And, yeah, she's a teacher, you know. And, and of course, she asks about the dad. And he goes, he's, he's a, a liar. liar. Now, of course, the teacher knows what the parents do. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. You mean lawyer. And so at first you're like, why would he put that out there? He's five, he's not quite five years old. And, but, um, and then it goes into, and you see his dad, he's obviously won a case and they're taking him away to do a, uh, press, press. And, you know, there's, 
it's very small, but there is there's already this little bit of cockiness with him. A this. little bit. <laughs> Sorry, like it's just that. all over his yeah. whole face. Like it's his whole demeanor as soon as the camera for the movie gets on him, then it's all about the cameras for his yeah. job and for the case he just won instead of oh yeah i need to go pick my son up which you don't even really oh, realize, we don't know right you know until yeah so max so you know the next thing we know max is sitting and waiting and so you realize that you know you've taken the time instead of being like oh no i can't do that right now i have other things to do you've gone ahead and, and done a press video and now are late picking up your own child um but you can tell right away they have a really great relationship. Uh, he's very fun. You can tell very loving. So they have a really great relationship. It just kind of sucked that the first thing we really see is you being late for that. And just w- and him waiting with his mom on the stoop. Yeah. Just like, ugh. Um, mom and dad definitely are not. <laughs> There's a reason they're divorced. <laughs> there, there is not a, a okay chill there. Um, and the new boyfriend shows up, and again, son likes him, you know, but- But come on, Jerry! God, like, I love everybody, but there is just something about Jerry, and I don't know if it's the actor who plays him, or if it was just Jerry was written this way, but he's too nice. He's a little too much for- for me. Yeah. I, I like a little bit of somebody who's got a little bit of an assholeness to them. <laughs> um, I like somebody who can d- stand up for me or, you know, themselves. I don't right. think Jerry could stand up for himself in a fight. I think he would get demolished. So, and, um, so anyway, so he has a son and, and he's talked about this plan he has, but he has to stop at the office, which, and for me, I never understood that you don't want to explain it. <laughs> It's like, yeah, I gotta stop at the office. For what? They don't say for, they don't say for paperwork. They don't say to sign anything. (laughs) I just need to go to the office. Like, but why? You have your kid. Um, but that's where you meet Greta, which is I do love Greta. And yes, we, we love her. She's probably my favorite, honestly. And she brings up about Max's birthday. Yeah. And I'm a mom too now. She's a mom. How do you forget your child's birthday? He has forgotten his child's birthday. And I'm like, okay, even if you weren't there for the birth, you most likely were there soon after. You know what day that happened. How Mm -hmm. do you... And when Max was born, it sounds like they were together and that was actually a good time for them. So uh, for me, and because it's a plot hole, they don't explain it or anything. But yeah, like you had to have been there or like Lauren said, or at least shortly after how do you forget that day? I will never forget. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I gave birth, but even, I don't think my fiance will ever forget that day. Again, like that husband. is such yeah. an important day in your relationship. Yeah. So, Crazy. But Greta, Greta but, has saved him. Uh, she yes. got presents and, and totally saved him. Um, but this is where you learn of another case going on. And this one lawyer is like, I'm not taking this case. There's I just won't lie. No way. I'm taking this case. I can't win it. There's no point in trying to do it. No. And and that, that is exactly what he brings up. I'm not going to lie. Yes. Cue Fletcher. And I, Miranda has this look in her eyes and on her face of like, I know who will. Yeah. Um, and so she takes the case to him. And it's like, again, instead of doing his night with his son, which now is obviously before his birthday, he takes on this case. Well, he takes on this case because he is on a fast track to get partner at this firm. And you can tell he's been working it. He has been grinding out the hours. He has been not there for his son. He has not really even been there for himself, I feel like. I feel like this has just been, let me get to partner and then I can relax and the biggest thing about it for me though of taking on the case is because they have to meet the client next the, morning the, the next yeah the next morning so it's like you he has to prepare some kind of story some kind of something for this case and read and delve into the whole case that night and so and that's what happens you know and you, you find that he's been working kind of all night and uh you know, Max does, you know, he does still take Max and, and stuff, but again, he's taking on this case now instead of doing this night with his son. Um, 
but you know he is with him in the morning and he does get the gift that Greta once again saved him with and it's baseball stuff and for a five year old <laughs> yeah and so for a five year old it was really exciting you know and of course you know you just got a bunch of baseball stuff let's go play and again he's got this case and then he's really trying to work through it and you know he feels like no I can't I can't do that I got this case I've got to get prepared for and so that's you know as somebody who I know from the first time I talked about how much I loved softball and stuff and so I remember that let's go out there and practice and let's you know I want to be ready and go and so I, I understood that little heartbreak of oh I can't do that right now um, but mom actually shows up with Jerry, picking him up, and, um, you know, Jerry's the save-all. He, he has his mitt in his car, and so they're gonna stop at the park, and he's gonna get to play, and, you know, it just, it was one of those, again, Jerry being a nice guy, a good guy, nothing against him, but kind of that showing up where Fletcher couldn't, and, and he should be demonized by, for that by any means but it was just like oh you know well and that and there's it kind of pisses me off because Fletcher doesn't really get hurt or upset he just makes his jokey jokes and yeah. goes on about yeah. going up and meeting the client and it's like well and that's because <laughs> Audrey does tell him we have something important to talk about oh that's right yeah because while he had Max Jerry and her went out oh they had dinner and then he proposes and you think, okay, not a big deal, except he's moving to Boston. Yeah. So it's like, and so he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that things could very well change in a huge way right now. So, yeah, he doesn't just sit there and make his jokey jokes because he, he has no idea yeah, what's has, really going on. Yeah. So, once again, they're, they're working through things and um, going over the case and, and they do meet up with the client and... Um, you know, he's, he has, he's created this big story, you know, this big story and, you know, and they think they can win with his case that he's brought around. And the one thing I, 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 he has this line, I, we both don't know if it's from a song or if it was just made up for the storyline, but one of the lines he says is, there's no such thing as a weaker sex. And I'm like, why can't we still learn this in 2023? It's 2023 and it's like, we're still going through this. And like, again, it's one of those it's subtle, you know, you back then you probably didn't even think about that. But once again, right. where we are in today's world and, and that, that was said back then and we still haven't caught on to that. Um, but you know, again, it's Max's birthday, though. Definitely a birthday party for a five-year-old waiting on Fletcher. And what has happened is you know again we were talking about how he's trying to make partner and he's essentially learned through Miranda that you know if you win this case you're probably making it and we don't know we shouldn't speculate but she she believes probably a good way to do that is of course to sleep with her and kind of almost to ensure and this is again where it's like, dude, your kid is waiting for you. Like his whole party is paused, derailed. Like, you know, they don't even get to his cake until they show the, the clock at like eight, eight fifty. So the, uh, for me, there's a clear, they've been waiting a while for you. I don't know any kid's birthday that goes not until past they're older. like six o'clock. Yeah. Not until they're older. Yeah. Not until they're like preteens and then teenagers, but like a five-year-old's birthday party. You can tell at that time they've been waiting. Yeah. They are waiting for you. And and of course he he's lying, saying he has to work, which on one well, hand isn't necessarily not the truth, but it's definitely covering up. But it's covering up the fact he's sleeping What's with that? his colleague to make partner, <laughs> so he doesn't have to go to his son's fifth birthday, birthday party. Yeah. Five five years old. That's another like really you're going to do this to a five year old little kid. Oh, breaks my heart. And so. Max, you know, again, he's already kind of pointed out about he knows his dad's a liar. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen, obviously, what, half a dozen lies already? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just that chronic liar. And so, you know, his mom explains that she's so sorry and he has to work. 
And, you know, and she's like, but you can make any wish you want. And so the one wish he wants. One wish. One wish. (laughs) Is for his dad not to lie. For one whole day. For one whole day. For one whole day, his dad cannot lie. And, you know, movie magic, I mean, we love it, but movie magic, it comes true. Right. And so the next thing you know, we see him and Miranda laying there. (laughs) And she's like, so how was it? And he's like... I've had better. I've had better. And you can see his face. <laughs> and it's something that's repeated about half a dozen times afterwards. And just this, he can't believe he said that. He has, like, what? Like, you know, and he knows himself. He knows how to lie. He knows how to get himself out of that situation or, or get himself in a better situation. Yeah. So he wouldn't have normally said that. And so I think he's even taking him back, like, huh, I've had better. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, you know, but he, again, he's, and now he's got to go to this case. And he, yes. I mean, just that little bit right there, it was like, okay, that that was weird. But he kind of just he, shakes it off and he yeah, goes into work like normal he day. He goes into court, gets with his client, <laughs> meets up with the other lawyer for the other side. And, you know, she's like, how are you going to win this one? And, you know, of course, he, once again, he's had this whole story and this whole plan and there's no way we can lose and now he can't really say anything and you can tell also that he's he's been good at quick whips before you can tell he's been good at giving a good yeah you know giving a good lashing when there needs to be one and in this scene (laughs) and that's I, I put that he's he embarrasses himself because he does because there's no words really spoken. There's no there's he's just, just sounds uh, and, uh, and motions with his hands, but so now he's freaking because what what's going on? What's going on? And um, so now as he's realizing something's not okay, I'm not being able to tell the story once again. I came up with. So now he just wants the case over. Mm-hmm. You know, now he just wants the case. Settle, settle, settle. settle. <laughs> and the problem is, the day before, he he hyped up his client so much that she could win that now, no, she does not. Now she doesn't. She, she wants as much money as she can get. Yeah, Mrs. Cole is like, no, you told me I could win this. You Although, can are we go the over, victim. Can we go over, though? The settlement was over $2 million yeah. in 1997. Yeah. So, you know, that's some odd numbers now, almost 25 years later. Um, can you imagine? I mean, yeah. can you really imagine $2 million? We'd be set for yeah. life, honestly. We'd figure it out. We would figure it out. I would figure out how to get my, um, how to get it to... A crew over time, <laughs> I would figure out. I mean, two occur. Mm-hmm. Uh, two million dollars. That is a shit ton of money. No, not good enough for Mrs. Cole. She wants to go get the half, you know, half and half settle, or mm-hmm. not even settlement, but the half and half. And it's what, 10 point something million? I think it's 11. 11, 11 point million. something. And it's just outrageous to me. I would settle for two million. Let's go. Yeah. So, so they, um, decided to bring court back later in the day because he couldn't get her to settle and he does he kind of just acts like a child yes yes he does (laughs) you know has a fit and once again he's like okay what what is going on and he gets into his office. This was one of my favorite yes. scenes. I don't want to blow the whole scene. Oh, come on. You just go so for it. So I am going to go with just the very last line of it because the whole scene is just hilarious. But the last thing he says is, the goddamn fan is blue. <laughs> and Greta's coming after this. And she's, her face. <laughs> she's like almost scared. And like, also yeah, like, I'm going to stand back a couple feet. Yeah. So what'd you put? I put Greta freaks. Like, oh yeah, she did absolutely. Yeah, she's, she's never seen her him fall apart like that. Like, no, that just um. And now that he's got the case, and he was supposed to get Max at the end of the day, well, now he can't do that, and so he has to because court's been set for one thirty. No, no, not yet. That's, that's oh. I think it was like at 11 o'clock or something. Oh, okay. But, and My I bad. mean, he's probably in what would seem to me. I swear I watched this movie with yeah, him. Yeah. I swear I did. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just not. Well, and with him, we have here. just turning five. I, I have a feeling he's like in pre case. So I have a feeling it's yeah. like a half day situation. Right. Which is why he thought he'd be able to pick him up and then. Um, but, and of course, Audrey's like, well, why can't you get him, you know? And, and 
he lets her know, of course, about car, and then she's like, well, what were you doing last night? And he's uh-huh. like, I thought I could get to the top by making her squeal! And this is where he throws the phone, and it's just like, it's all And this phone goes through it. <laughs> by the time you see the end of this phone, it is just the little mouth not even whole piece it's like the little speaker cord from the inside and then it's an older phone it's one of the like block phones and there's there's buttons missing and the speaker's all cracked and i mean this phone is just it's it's having a day as well as fletcher is having a day also i did not mention this before but fletcher for a name could we just not <laughs> i thought fletcher this whole time even when i was a little kid until we watched rewatch this as adults i thought fletcher was his last name so i asked lauren what's his first name it's fletcher ew <laughs> what no it's not yeah. that's his last name no, no honey it's his name is fletcher yeah fletcher uh, okay <laughs> yeah. all right well the read part makes it a little better but just fletcher I, you know name your kid what you want but i don't know that just kind of threw me off a little bit and uh so back to greta being freaked out no uh so like i said he hangs on the phone and is obviously like holy crap something is really not right um and audrey's really frustrated and she's dropping off max and she's having to explain that now dad of course can't come and um you know but things might be changing um and he was so this is when he tells his mom you know what he wished for and that apparently it didn't come true which once again as you're watching you know it has but you know once again max is getting the same stuff he's always gotten so he thinks it didn't come true and you know what's funny is like for me mom audrey just takes that as oh well that was a interesting wish yeah well how else would you take it how well would you really think that your kids wish came true yeah i guess with only one conversation but yeah you know and um so you can tell in that moment that she's going to most likely no i'm sorry so fletcher calls back and this is when she tells him about jerry proposing and that they're going to move to boston because she can't she can't take max's face anymore of the letdown and the heartbreak because you can't follow through and he, of course, freaks, you know, like, he, of course, freaks, and he's like, just, just stay where you are, I'm gonna come to you, we're gonna talk this all out, there's just, no, 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 you know, that's not what he's not happening. Um, but, because he's him, he gets pulled over, and beyond the laws he has broken, <laughs> you know, the cop asks, is there anything else? And he's like, I have unpaid parking, parking tickets. tickets. <laughs> and he opens his He glove opens the glove and box and hun- not hundreds, but dozens of tickets just pour out of his glove box. And so, you know, he finally does get to Audrey and she's like, I waited. Why did I wait? Why did I think this was going to happen? And then she does realize he doesn't have his car. Did you come in a cab? <laughs> yes. And here's why. And then they show them at the impound yeah. lot. And I, I wrote this down because I think, this, like, how many parking tickets did you have? Oh my gosh. To get right? his car out back in 1997. Now, this is California. So, but you know. So, back in 1997. It was $1,654.11 to get his car out of impound. How do you sleep at night? (laughs) Right? I'm taking this. (sighs) Which you will understand that scene better if you rewatch or go and watch the movie. Yes, I I will uh, be giving out my favorite quotes, apparently. So they're, you know, and and he's talking to Audrey and, and, you know... You can tell he's about to say, I'm a good father, and that's not what comes out, that realization of, I'm a bad father, you know? And, and the it's look like, on his face. And, he, and kind of that repeating of, I'm a bad father, I'm you know? And it's father. it's really heartbreaking to see that, you know? Oh, yeah. You, you think here, you think you are the superhero dad and a really good dad, and to realize that your career is starting to really take over that, and you aren't there when you say you're going to be there, and that, oh, Again, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Right. And I always love this part from Audrey. Yes. Because it's not, you are when you're there. Yeah. You know, like, she does know he's a good dad when he when does he's show. present. Yeah. And so I always appreciate that. Instead of just letting him flat out believe he is yeah. a terrible father, that she knows when they are together that her son does worship him and that he does love him. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know. And I think so. for Aubrey... Right? Audrey. Audrey. Why do I do that? Mm-hmm. I think for Audrey, 
for me, rewatching, I can still see the glimmer mm-hmm. between her and him. I can still see she didn't. She got divorced because he was making stupid decisions, mm-hmm. obviously. But I think for her, there's still that. But you're still Fletcher. Yeah. You're still the guy I fell in love with and had a kid with. You are yeah. in there somewhere. Well, I think her glimmers are the glimmers that he gives her. Right, he gives right. Her, you know, when you, yeah. But I don't, you know, right now, no, there's still a lot of There's trust. animosity. Absolutely. There's still the animosity. There's still a lot of trust lot broken. Of trust. Yeah. And, and her, and having to watch her son again. And so, you know, yes, there are those small glimmers because I think she sees those small glimmers of who she did love and who she married. Yeah. But it, it isn't going to be consistent because he's not consistent. He's not consistent. <laughs> um, but he, he like pretty much begs her to please let me just come over. Let's talk this all out. Please don't make me lose Max. You yeah. know, like you can really tell that maybe he hadn't realized before, but he's really understanding how much he loves his son and yeah. wants his son in his life. And so I was like, please don't make me lose Max, you know, like, um, so, but she does agree. And this is though, when he, he finds out about the wish. Yeah. Yeah. Because Aubrey's like, you know what your son was doing at 815 last night? He was making a wish that for just one day, his father wouldn't tell a lie. Yeah. And then Fletcher's (laughs) face and you can see everything is adding up everything yeah. is connecting everything is like oh that's why i said that and oh that's why i acted that way and it just hits him yeah and it's like i can't lie oh. this is a problem <laughs> i can't I, I have to do my job my job is kind of lying yeah. at least this case is a very right. big lie yeah and, and i can't do my job i can't say anything I, yeah so this is when he goes to Max's school and he he uh. tries to convince his son to reverse the wish so I understand this scene because he's trying to do it for his job. Yeah. He's trying to do it right before he has to go back into court. Yeah. So I understand why he wants the unwish. I just wish he would have taken an extra second to go, oh, this is why Max wished for this. Yeah. I wish he would have taken a second to go, oh, I have done a lot of lying towards you. Mm-hmm. And I wish it was in that conversation between them at the school, you know, I don't want to lie to you, but I have to lie for my job. I have to lie. You know, mommy lies. Even the great fabulous Jerry lies. Like everybody has to lie. Like, and at the end of that, that Lala just said, it's probably one of the most crushing scenes. I cried. I cried. And he says to his dad, this is a five-year-old little boy saying to his father, but you're the only one that makes me feel bad oh. when you lie. And it's just like, and even Fletcher, like, even Fletcher kind of crumbles a little. Just yeah. that. Oh. And you're you know, crushing me, kid. You're just crushing me. And uh, Max is like, you know, mom's saying we're, we're moving. And I'm, and he was like, oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to come over tonight. We are going to work that all out, you know. Mm-hmm. And Max is like, "Uh uh-huh, sure. Like, he doesn't really believe it, because why should he? Well, no, because he already knows that his wish did come true. Oh. So there is this, I think, a little hope for him that, well, he can't be lying, because... Mm Mm-hmm. But still, he's like, no, we're going to figure all that out. Like, don't. So... And he gets back to his office, and and he is trying to avoid people as much as he can. And Greta has a phone call obviously with a previous person he's dealt with and she's like well what do you want to say to him and i this is another it's a small quote but i love this and it's like stop breaking the law you asshole (laughs) and he grabs the like that's the funny thing for me is how he grabs the phone from greta and just like yells into like the whole office could probably hear him and just stop breaking the law asshole and then just hangs up the phone and goes (laughs) into his office like nothing happened and so now that is even more like, yeah. what is going on? Like, I just, what is happening? I know you too well to know that this is not. Right. And so he goes into how he can't lie and, and she, and he does, he kind of dares her, you know, tell him, give me an, a, a scenario where you think I would have lied. Which he set himself and up. It's like, you so, and even, I mean, I don't think as a kid I would have really put that together, but as an adult, I was like, you know you just hit yourself up, right? Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. You know. And sure enough, <laughs> he's lied about a raise situation, and she, I'm done. I'm leaving. Forget you. 
Um, but Miranda finds out about it. Like, she was going to go see him and obviously kind of eavesdropped as him and Greta were talking. And so she finds out. I can't lie. Again, that he can't lie. Because he does uh, tell Greta that, right? Like, he's like, I can't lie. I can't do anything that I normally would do until 8.15 tonight. And so here's Greta leaving and Miranda's Uh. now there. And... He apparently worked for one of the main guys at the firm, um, Mr. Allen. And Miranda's like, really? You know, Mr. Allen's having a meeting. And, uh, you know, but while you're working with him, what did you think of him? And, of course, he makes, (laughs) you know, Uh, he just, he doesn't obviously have nice things to say about him. (laughs) And so Miranda walks him into this office while they're having this meeting. And is like, he was just saying what he thinks of you. And she asks Fletcher to repeat it, and he does. Because he can't and, lie. Because he can't lie. Um, and you think, oh, God, this is, I mean, he's not even going to get to his case now. I mean, this is right, over. Like, this is over. He's done for. And I don't know why. I don't know if it is a guy thing or if the boss just thinks there's no way you'd be that ballsy to tell me that's truly how you feel. Um, but he essentially takes it as a roast, as a ha-ha. And there's just this relief obviously for Fletcher but of course now Miranda's pissed because here she thinks you know he's gonna be escorted out the building and so not only does he essentially roast Mr. Allen but then he goes around the whole table and he ends with Miranda and and so like there's in not lying but he still got out of the situation yeah and for me the with Miranda you know I understand that you got told, you know, I've had better, but let's, you know, break it down just a little bit more. He didn't say you were the worst, right? He didn't say that was God awful. He didn't, he just said, I've had better. And he was married before. So he, and he made a baby. So, you know, for me, there's like, of course you've probably had a little bit better. You're also in your probably early thirties, mid thirties, like you've had experience he didn't just downright call you a dog and you want to go get him fired now when he's about to make partner yeah it just blows my mind that she was that vindictive yeah so they're back in court and i i do apologize lila was right it was a 130 i don't know why it's all good it happens but um so and he's waiting there and he's i mean he's sweating bullets he's He's freaking out he does not know how he's really gonna get out of this and so, you know, and, and the other Mar- lawyers on the other side are starting to. Yeah. They don't know what's going on, but like, they're like, this is not, this his- is not Fletcher in court. Like no. he usually is professional. He holds himself accountable. He yeah. just doesn't act like it. nobody yeah. would act like that as a lawyer in court, just yeah. to be honest. <laughs> but, and, and so this one thirty, and their <sighs> judge comes in and it's like, are you ready? I'm like, no, my client is my client's here. here. Yes, let's go home. <laughs> And uh, and she comes in, and not only does she come in, but she has half the children she now. She her kids. I was like, why? And even he's like, you brought the kids for sympathy. That's not sympathy. That's not sympathy. For me, that would be so opposite of sympathy. That would, for me, look vindictive and conniving. And like you were trying to gain sympathy, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't then show wouldn't you sympathy. It. Yeah, I wouldn't take it that way either. So. She's very... So they've got this first witness up for the other side for the husband, and it's it's already it's already not good, not looking good. And he's yeah. like, "How am I going to get out of this?" And apparently, he has to go to the bathroom. Well, he's been drinking water like a fish, so yeah, of course he has to go. To the and bathroom. so he does get excused to go do that. And this is another one of our favorite scenes. This is both. Yeah, this is. I, the, I just have oh, the bathroom this is the scene, gold. and you know one of you know kind of throughout this bathroom scene and then the very last thing that happens is this guy comes in and he's asking he's like what are you doing and fletcher dead looks in the eye and he's like i'm kicking my ass do you mind do you mind and so um and if you've seen this movie you know exactly what we're talking about i'm trying to leave some of it out just so that you who haven't gotten to see it goes and sees it um, but it's, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's so funny. And again, if you haven't seen it and you do watch it, that part right there will make so much sense. And again, if you have seen it, you know what I'm totally talking about. Uh, yes. But it's just, it's like, 
so ridiculous and so funny at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's and it's an iconic so, scene. This is one of those, you know, he gets brought back to court and you think he's safe. Because the judge is like, man, this doesn't look good. It doesn't look like you can carry on. We'll reschedule for tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. And he's like, yes, oh my god. And then the judge slips in, unless you think you can continue. And again, not being able to lie, and apparently not hurting himself enough. Right? (laughs) He goes, yes, I can! So they give a, I know they give a recess, you know, kind of collect himself and make himself presentable again. Yeah, because he's a mess. And, you know... And uh, in that break, you know, he gets a call from Max, and Max is so excited. And and you, you can know. see on Fletcher's face, too, like, he's actually really happy to talk to his son. He's actually really happy about making these plans for right. what's supposed to be after court. Yeah, and so, you know, he, like I said, he's excited. Max is super excited because, again, he knows his dad isn't lying. Yeah, no, Max he says, he's coming, he's really he's coming. coming. Like, that moment. Oh. And Audrey is like, yeah. And you can still tell She doesn't her. believe 100% that she's <laughs> like, mm, okay. My faith um, is a little more dwindled than yours, son. So they get back into court, though, and he's trying to put up his witness. And just, he can't, again, he can't lie. And he kind of almost turns on his witness. Yeah. Because his witness is trying to cover And the other lawyer is like... They say objection, oh, objection, and the judge is like, "It's his witness. Like, we can't. He's badgering the witness. It's his witness. Like, there's nothing that we can really do." It, it, okay. Yeah. And um, and he's like, you know, and after that witness, and after the um, the husband side doesn't really have anything to say because. He's already gotten the truth out of him, you know. He wasn't supposed to get the truth either. And of course he asked, if you have any other witnesses? And he's like, no, no, I don't, you know, because, again, he can't lie. And Miss Cole gets so upset, and she's ranting and raving, and she... she grabs him by the by the tie, and is like, listen, you made up this story. You made me the victim. I'm getting my money. And it's like, whoa. And I think she okay. says she's not going to be a 31 or 32-year-old... 31. She's not going to be a 31-year-old divorcee on welfare, which, for me, is a touch into, is that the life you had? And then you just decide that's not the life you're going to have absolutely which you know look plenty of people get themselves out of those situations nothing's wrong with that but it, it was a thought of oh um but when he hears 31 now this is how much he had prepared for the case yeah yeah his attention to detail was there that's not right according to the records i have right and so he does call up mrs cole and there's one piece of evidence one piece of evidence it's her driver's license so, of course, he goes through the weight, and he goes through the height, and the haircut, and all that. <laughs> the and weight is the best. About the age, and she goes, no, that's not right. And he brings out her birth certificate and finds out that when she got married, she had made herself older. And she had made herself 18. And so, this is where, you know... Once again, you find out that she wasn't 18, she was only 17, meaning the prenup she had signed was null and void. Because 17-year-olds are minors, and they can't sign something without parent permission. So, in telling the truth, he has actually won this case. The truth shall set you free! (laughs) And so he's won this case, which is a huge victory, you know, because of this whole time you're thinking, how the hell is he getting out of this? Yeah. And then right. he's going, how the hell am I getting out of yeah. this? <laughs> and again, this one piece of evidence, and it just undoes the other case, and it doesn't even matter all the other evidence he ha- they have against her, because legally, she shouldn't have been allowed to sign that prenup anyways. Right. So she wins the case, once again, over $11 million, and you think everything's settled, and then she decides that she wants to petition for child support sole custody sole custody and child support right right and he's like what are you talking about like that's not what we agreed to i mean and i just won you 11 plus million million dollars dollars. 
And she comes back with, well, if he pays child support, that's an extra 10 grand a month. What the f- why do you need an extra 10 grand a month? You just got 11.2 million dollars. Just be happy. Take your money and just let, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just frustrates me so much. Yeah. And, uh, this is where you see it's a small glimpse and, but it's such a heartbreaking glimpse. This is where you can see Mr. Cole. Again, loves his children. His children love him. And oh, you see yeah. Mrs. Cole just pull them away. And, you know, you haven't paid for them yet. And it's just oh. it's a horrible scene. And I will her. say I cried so much yeah. watching this movie now as a parent and 30. You know, as a kid, we're just watching the funny scenes and we're laughing yeah. and we don't really know how you know, the deep. the impact of, of a lot of that Absol- adult stuff. Right, right. So, but when you watch it as an adult and a parent, yeah. it hits on so many different levels. And that was a scene that I was, I was crying. I don't think I wrote notes for a little bit because I was just. Yeah. It was, well, how could you treat your children like that? Like, they are not a prize to be won. Yeah. They are not a paycheck you get once a month. Your children are a part of you. Yeah. You grew them. You raised them. Yeah. Why would you... Why would you treat them with such ugliness and almost hate, in and a way? again, was that part of hers? Was that... It, right. That's with Mrs. Cole. There's not a lot of background, well, but again, in the little glimpses you do get, I feel like you can kind of piece a little bit yeah. together. And and Fletcher sees that, and he's just you can tell he's torn up about what uh, just happened. Yeah. Like he's like he knows he won, but you know it was just a technicality, and and like almost like he shouldn't have won, even though it was a technicality. And legally, that I mean, even if the judge despised Mrs. Cole, even if he didn't appreciate the cheating that had happened and then that you had signed a prenup. But legally, the judge did what he had to do. Because a prenup, when she was 17, had it's no standing. Now. It's not legal. So, he did what he had to do. The judgment yeah. wasn't a character judgment. No. It was a lawful judgment. Yeah. And lawfully, he had to rule in her favor. Yes. And he, and again, he, he just that's one moment seeing Mr. Cole with his children realizing again he's a good father <laughs> and he but he's in kind of this meltdown with the judge the judge is over him like and he's put him in contempt of court and he's That's in jail another line i love though is the judge is you know if you keep going i'm gonna put you in content content and i know and mr reed fletcher oh. goes I hold myself in contempt. What makes you any different? And I don't know why, but that line, yeah. it it hits. It's like, oh, yeah, oh shoot! Like he is, he's finally seeing the light. Yeah. He is finally seeing, oh, I can be a good dad. I can be a good lawyer and not lie. I can, yeah, you know, like he's starting to realize this no lying stuff is kind of working out. Yeah. And, uh, so he, he does go to jail. He does, yes. And he, he tries to get to Audrey and, and explain everything. And I, I feel kind of bad because I'm realizing, like, Audrey still doesn't believe that he's not lying. Right. And she's decided, no, you didn't show up yet again. I'm taking him away where you can't hurt him like this. And I was like, yeah. but he's really in jail. Like, but he's really in jail. He really needs somebody's help. Like, <laughs> but I also found it funny that he called her again when she just bailed his car out of the impound lot for 16 odd hundred dollars. Like, you really think she has another grand to get you out of jail? Come on, Fletcher. But, and, and, but for me, it's just, like I said, I just kind of that realization of, you don't get that he's telling the truth. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that that hasn't been clear. Like, no, not for it, her. You know, and I, we obviously don't know how long the relationship was before they had Max and, and everything. So I get that she probably has years of the real mistrust and the real, oh, you've led me on and oh, this hasn't happened. But still, I'm like, but even at this point, you, you don't see that he's telling the truth. Right. So... Audrey doesn't come to him. Like I said, she's going to the airport. She's, it's just the last straw. She's tired of seeing Max upset, heartbroken, and, and, you know, you not staying to your word, and she's done. Yep. Which I gotta say, for me, I'd probably be there too. Yeah. I probably would have hit my wall. I probably would have been like, you know what? We have a better situation possibly. Yeah. You know, maybe being a few miles away, you'll start to really realize. Well, not just a few miles. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like the other side of the world. But hopefully. I think for her, she was thinking, you know, if we're going to be so far apart, maybe 
that'll have you wake up a little bit. Yeah. And maybe you'll realize, oh, I wasted all this time that I could have spent with my kid. And I was wasting it to become partner of a firm that I don't know if I would really want to be a partner of because that whole, the lawyer stuff and the glimpses you see of everybody in his office is just like... Except Greta. Except Greta. Absolutely. Except Greta. Greta's my favorite. I love Greta. (laughs) Greta forever. But everybody else that you get little glimpses of is just very like icky in a way like uh, i just yeah. don't want to be associated with yeah. those kind of people um and as we do bring back to greta greta finds out about what happened and she does go and <laughs> save him i heard and... you went mental in court <laughs> yeah and um he's like yeah i think i'm fired isn't it great yeah he's like on a whole other cloud <laughs> nine just everything is coming together but now he has to get to max like yes. he he that that final just he knows he wants max in his life oh and him going down the street i love my son i love my son like he is screaming it from the rooftops and he is on his way to go see and hopefully save you know his relationship right with his son yeah and so he gets to the airport and is like when is the flight to Boston leaving and they're like they're already pulling away dude like or they're already boarding. boarding there's no way you're making it and um <laughs> leave it to Jim Carrey to get yeah. his contort- contortionist self into yeah. a little they, bag. They do mention that there is a flight leaving in the morning. And I understand for the plot of the movie, I understand. Right. He's trying to say <laughs> his son tried not to run out of time to go back to lying and stuff. But I always was like, why didn't you just go the next morning? Because he didn't want them to get out of California, I don't yeah. think. I think he knew in his heart of hearts, I think if he got there in enough time with the spell or the wish still being in effect i think he knew in his heart of hearts if i can just get to him and tell him the truth and tell him how much i love him and audrey see it and audrey believe it maybe i can have another chance maybe maybe that was maybe and again it wouldn't have fit the plot either so i do right, understand right. that <laughs> <laughs> there is for us there's a still so yes. just taken the next morning but yes for the plot so of the he movie. sneaks himself into some kind of bag and then gets loaded onto actually a, a luggage carrier thing i don't know how um and he somehow finds the plane that it is it's starting to get to the runway and about to take off and he finds this like little drivable ladder, you know, and we should have talked to dad. Uh, our dad is a, um, he's technically a crew chief, but he started out as an, uh, an airplane mechanic. And I bet he would know what that particular piece of equipment is called. But essentially, it's almost like I said, it's almost like a drivable ladder. And uh, so he's chasing down this plane as it's going down one of the runways to get to <laughs> and try to find him. And, you know, and Audrey's on the plane and she's nervous as hell. You can tell. I, she's like shaking. She's like, I think there's that. She's not sure she did make the right decision, but she doesn't want to take it back because, again, she's hit her. I'm done up to here, fed up on <coughs> stage. But she's also... <coughs> I think a little worried and like knowing that moving with Jerry is maybe not the right step, you know? And so she's just shaking everywhere and, you know, do you need a drink? Anything Anything with alcohol, alcohol, please. (laughs) I mean, that's where she's. And Jerry just looks at her. Like, Jerry doesn't really say much. That's another thing. Jerry doesn't have a lot of lines, believe it or not. Now that I look back, he just is always bleh. But. Jerry just looks at her like, there is something wrong with you. And then doesn't he say, I love you? And she's like, thank you. Yeah. And he's like, that's not really the response I was hoping for. And she's like, thank you very much. Yeah. She's like, I'm just, I'm sorry. I don't know what's really. Yeah. I think, and then that's why it's like, she's so nervous because I think she's also nervous because she knows she's going to change Max's life really drastically, kind of out of nowhere. Right. You know, again, Jerry proposing happened before Max's birthday. Max's birthday happened, and this is the very next day, and you're deciding to just pick up and go to Boston, you know? And it's like, and again, I understand her being fed up, tired of seeing her kid crushed, tired of promises not happening. I Mm -hmm. I so understand, but I think it's just, it's this bundle of, oh my God. And, and, you know, and he's asking, well, what is it? What can I work on? What can we do? What can, and she, you know, and she's looking down, and he sees Fletcher in the window. In the window, and he's like, "Oh my God, it's Fletcher!" And she's like, "No, like, no, no, that's not the reason." And he's like, "No, literally, it's Fletcher." 
So, you know, Fletcher, you know, obviously was from a plane, has found them, and he is, he is, again, determined to... I'm not gonna let you go, Max! <laughs> and so he, uh, takes his shoe off, he gets to the front of the plane, takes his shoe off, and throws it at the plane, which does stop the plane, you know? Thank God that the, uh, pilot was like, um, I'm gonna stop the plane, we just had a shoe thrown up like, here, we're gonna take a minute. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna take a minute, we're gonna see what's going on. And so he stopped the plane, you know, and, and, um, but he does, well, again, he's on this little drivey thing, driver ladder, whatever it is, and he gets mixed up in a bunch of stuff and he gets hurt. Um, and so you kind of finally, though, this is kind of, you know, kind of that end of the moment, essentially, and, you know, he's hurt and Max wants to go see him and they let him go see him and he's talking to Max and, uh, I, again, for 1997, I, I appreciate this moment because he's like, oh. yeah, I'm hurt, but I'm really hurt here, here. in heart. his heart. And, you know, we're still fighting it in 2023 of men getting to have their emotions and men being hurt <gasps> and upset. It's so and frustrating. Again, for the small moment in 1997 to be like being able to show that, no, I hurt here. And being honest with your kid. And being honest and open with your kid about that. I, it's like, again, it's subtle. I mean, I'm reading far too much into it because... I don't think you are. I don't think you are. I think you're right. I, I think it was an amazing moment uh, to to express that, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm hurt. My body's hurt, but my, my heart is hurting. My heart is hurting more. And, um, you know, and he expresses how much he knew, you know, if they did go to Boston, how much he was going to miss him and not get to see him and how much he was really going to hate that and how much that was going to hurt. And, you know, Max being a five-year-old turns to his mom and he's like, do we have to go? And Audrey, I think, finally seeing that he finally gets it and finally really getting to see that, oh, my gosh, he does love his son. And she she does. She's like, no, we don't. Actually, she isn't the one. No, she's not. Jerry. Jerry's the the one who sees her face. And Jerry's the one who says, no, Max, you don't have to come to Boston. And so, you know, and it just ends like that. And, you know, and. Fletcher, though, kind of realizes actually what time it is. And, you and you know, in our brains, it's like, okay, so what? And and even Max is like, oh, so you were lying? And it was like, no, I just never want to lie to you again. Which right, is- I always want to be honest <laughs> with you. I just always want to be honest with you. And so it's just this really great moment of, of I think, everything coming together and, and just, like I said, him realizing that his life doesn't have to be led with lies to make it anywhere. And, and again, that full circle of wanting to have a relationship and, and wanting to be in his son's life and realizing that I have to start showing up. Yeah. I have to be honest with him and I, you know, can't break my promises and I can't keep saying, oh, this is what's going to happen, then it doesn't. And all the stuff that, you know, he just thought that was going to be okay and how that was going to work. Right. Um, and so the very end of the scene is the next birthday and, uh, you know, Fletcher is there. It's really just the three of them. There's not the It's really party. nice. Yeah. It's really nice. I love it. And of course, they're like, okay, you can make a wish. And he makes a wish. And him and Audrey are <laughs> kissing. Max turned on the lights and they're kissing. And <laughs> Fletcher. <laughs> Max, did you wish for you and your, for me and your mom to get back together? No. I wish for rollerblades, like any normal six-year-old, you know. And it it ends in just this really great family moment, and it's just, you know, and like I said, you can, even in that moment, you, you, I think you get that understanding of he's really started to lead his life in a much healthier way, and again, without the lies, and he's... And Audrey can trust him again, Yeah, you know, Audrey is opening herself back back up up to him, and, and starting to go, okay, that's the guy I fell in love with. Yeah. And so, um, again, it just ends with this really great family scene. It's so sweet. And, um, you know, we just, it's like I said, it's, it's just one of our favorites. And as kids, seeing the funny moments and just being able to laugh at those, but then as adults and seeing the real layers of the adult <laughs> life and, and, uh, and, um, again, how he truly does change and how he kind of has to make that realization again that lies aren't actually going to get you through this line no and especially with your child right um and the last thing though there are bloopers at the end of that you Uh, have to watch watch the bloopers all of them are just they're hilarious they are chef's kiss perfection they're it's jim carrey come on i just oh it's great but yes the ending does the the credits 
Um, no, as they a credit, do bloopers. They do the bloopers before the credits? Yeah. Oh, even it's, better. It, then yeah. just watch the bloopers and then you don't have to worry about the credits. No. <laughs> and so, um, like I said, though, we, we, we wanted some laughs again to oh, start April sure. and we're going to continue our laughs for April in the beautiful sunshine and warmer weather. And, uh, but again, watching this on an adult level and, and really understanding more of the adult parts of it, it really, really rounded out the movie for me and, and, um, it just, it, for me, it just ended up being so sweet at the end, mm-hmm. and, and again, that that kind of learning your lessons, even though you're an adult. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, our parents are sixty and fifty nine, and they're still learning lessons. You know, we're still learning lessons from them. We're still learning lessons from ourselves. I'm still learning yeah. lessons from my kid. Like, yeah. there's more that my kid teaches me than I feel like she that I teach her. It's well, crazy, and I think that's part of it as well is isn't essentially by max doing that him teaching him yeah that him lesson. teaching him that lesson of like you can't just lie and you can't lie to me yeah i am a small little child i, I don't to deserve to be lied to yeah i need to be guided yeah you know so uh we hope though that if you've seen this movie you go back and see it and and um if you haven't seen it i hope we didn't give too much away or at least give you enough interest to go and watch it it's really really funny we know we kind of landed on a lot of the heavier stuff for us just because again we're parents now and just some of that stuff really hit us harder and that's just who we are as people let's yeah. just be honest that's, that's who me and lauren are as but, people we'll find the emotional part in it, almost anything like we are just those yeah. women so again though it's hilarious though throughout and great like i said great storylines though really is a completed story and if you need good snacks while you're watching yeah. the movie, we're going to go over. So we did do hot dogs and donuts, and Lauren is going to go ahead and explain. So we realized, well, I realized that the movie was set in L.A., and I have heard of Randy's, either Randy's is shown in, I think, a couple of movies, and it's a donut place. And so I looked them up, and I kind of just, you know, what's what's some of the popular things? Are they one of the, you know, kind of newer ones that you have all these crazy flavors? Are they a little more classic? So they are more classic, um, and we have a donut shop right near us that kind of does the same thing. More classic donuts, but they've been around for years. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do donuts. And then Pink's, which I know is a hot dog place uh, visited by Betty White. In fact, their plain hot dog is Betty White. Betty White. And so that's what we chose to do. Keep it simple. Get a really good hot dog, though. Got a beef hot dog. because I had to do. put some ketchup on mine. <laughs> I can't do, I'm somebody who, I need my sauces. I can't really do dry, like, I I mean, I could if I was, like, starving on a desert island or something, but if I have the choice to put sauce on something, there's going to be sauce on whatever, basically, I'm eating, and that goes from breakfast food and hot sauce to even Sloppy Joe's, I have to add extra stuff. Don't you do mustard? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you do something. Yeah, I do mustard. So, you know, but, um... And so, like I said, that's that's why we chose those. Yeah, you know, yeah. Again, LA Popular for the area. Yeah. We could get it pretty yeah. easily. I mean, we didn't obviously get Randy's and Pink's, <laughs> so we finagled and did our own thing. But that's you know that's yeah. that's why we did what we did. Yeah. And so, um, and it was really good. It was really good to kind of start surprisingly. Off. It went. Well, I know I start, I, off, I start off, of course, with a hot dog, kind yeah. of like traditional. Yeah. We definitely watched the movie more of a lunchtime thing, so definitely had the hot dog to begin with. And, and then ended with a donut, donut, but like I waited probably towards the end to yeah. have my donut, because I was like, the hot dog and donut, I just, <laughs> I don't know about that. So I drank a little bit of a, a Coke Zero yeah. to get that down, and then waited yeah. a little bit. And then I did, and it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Yeah. But, you know, and so... um but yeah, it was it was fun to to kind of you know do something that possibly people have done many times in LA. I can't imagine right. that you aren't going to find somebody who had Randy's for breakfast and then lunch or even dinner went and had peaks. I highly doubt nobody's ever done that. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's what we chose for our snacks. It ended up being really great, really good. Um, again, the movie is one of our favorites, and uh, again, we know we hit serious serious stuff in this, but it is so funny. And and that's what I think really brings it all together is that comedy. Yeah, and, and for sure. And there's moments to laugh so that it's not always the heavy, the heavy, heavy. And I'm just bawling my face off. Yeah. So what would you rate it? I I'm oh one through five. What, what do you think? Five. 
It's got to be a good solid four. Really? Yeah. For me, it's it's like a four and a half, maybe even a 4.7. Yeah. I mean, it is, for yeah. me, I, I love movies where I can cry and then laugh and <laughs> I can cry and then laugh. And that is exactly yeah. what this movie is. And it's paced perfectly. Yeah, the pace is fabulous. Yeah. Um, the script was good. All I, the actors. I mean, Jim Carrey is Jim Carrey. There's right. no doubting his talent yeah. um but everybody else yeah d- phenomenal even max who's a five-year-old little yeah, kid that was Justin Cooper. he is amazing yeah. and him being able at probably five years old himself maybe yeah, six seven he was, might have been seven or eight we don't know for sure we don't know for sure but being a young. little kid <laughs> and being able to act like that and, and making me feel that max was like a real kid yeah like oh it there yeah. were moments that destroyed me. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this for me gets definitely a four point five, maybe even a touch higher. I, I think for me, so and I know with the runtime and stuff, I, you know, we were we kind of touched on that development, mm. and like I think for me, it would have been great if you could have added fifteen more minutes and had Samantha Cole, Mrs. Cole. A explain her bit. life a yeah. little bit and again i understand i don't even know if that was part of the script you know right and um, but i think that was for me as you were talking about it if we could learn just a little bit of maybe why she was as essentially, awful as she was essentially money hungry as she was yeah. you know did she live the life that she talks about at the very end of you know being on welfare with two kids and that's not the life i'm gonna have is that what she came from and is that why or is she just has she never had to live that life and so she's never going to live that life i think we were right i think that she came from because who at 17 is going to get married to an older man yeah and i don't mean a couple years no i mean 20 possibly I mean, Mr. Cole is significantly older than Mrs. Cole. And for her to say I'm, she's 31, he looks 50, 55 maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I don't he's, know about that old, but he's older. He's, he's older. older. So at 17, you lied about your age to get out of, I feel like you probably lied about your age to get out of the situation. Yeah. You lied about your age because you get to live this wonderful, rich life. It sounds like he was already pretty established established and yeah. whatever he was doing yeah. um because i mean half of the settlement is 11.2 million you don't make that in a year no. like that takes time to yeah. build yeah so i think mrs cole's life was a little and i think that's just different you know and I think but we can't yeah, know I, for sure and i know you know like, well, it didn't really need to be explained and you're just and i think though for me into understanding her a little better you know other than just seeing her as greedy and kind of conniving and a little witchy it'd be nice if we could feel something for her other than oh she's a cold-hearted bitch yeah like it'd be nice if we could be like oh there's some maybe empathy or sympathy there or oh there's just a little bit of a human you know it's yeah but yeah and and we are detail people I mean, we like all the little details. And when we speak to each other, I will tell her, short and sweet, you're going way too far into the definition of, you know, your plan for the next four hours. Like, just tell me you're going to go here and then there and be back home. You don't have to tell me why or (laughs) this person got sick or I don't need to know any of that. I need to know where you're going and when you're going to be back. And she, I love you, but she will go off. I ramble. And she'll explain herself, and then she'll try to do the short and sweet. And I'm like, no, you've already done the big explanation thing. Now I don't need short and sweet, because you, you, you gave all the details. But yeah, Lauren, and I do that too. I mean, I know I do. So we're just very detail-oriented people. And I think, yeah, it would have been nice to see her be a little more human. Yeah. Just for a minute. Yeah. But... We're not yeah. the editors or the director or the so, writers or the like writers. Said, there's very good chance that that was even that a wasn't even of, in, you know, yeah. So. This is what you get, and this is the character you play. Yeah, that's yeah. But I, but again, we keep coming back around to it. But seriously, if you've seen it and you haven't seen it in a while, go back and watch it. Oh, for sure. If you haven't seen it, but again, you feel like, man, that sounds like something I want to go see. Go and watch it. It's great. It's hilarious. It those, is very funny. I mean, it has its comedies moments. again. You know, help alleviate some of those really serious moments. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it is, it's just, it's 
again, one of it's our favorites. It's a good favorites. time. So, it's a good time. And, and again, go and have some laughs. Yeah. Spring is finally here again. Warmer weather is here. Sunshine Ugh. is back. So go have some laughs with it. Yeah. Get out um, of that mental fog because I know I was having it for a while. Yeah. Um, and so next week we will be back Ooh. with Mrs. Doubtfire. I can't wait. Um, one I haven't seen in a really long time. So that is what we are planning for next week. Um, I hope you guys have a fabulous week. And again, just go watch the movie. It's, it's great. Yeah. And thank you so much for being here for, for us and with us. Um, I did get our email. Uh, set up so snacks snuggles and cinema at gmail.com if you just want to send us an email or questions or anything um you can go ahead and do that i'm also working towards getting our facebook set up and our instagram set up um we've been talking about twitter back and forth we just don't know what's really gonna go on with twitter here in the next little bit so if twitter will just stay Twitter, <laughs> then we'll probably get a Twitter set up. But if Twitter's going to change into this, everybody's got to pay monthly and stuff. Probably not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but definitely getting Facebook and Instagram set up. We have the email set up so you can send us questions, send us whatever you want, really. Just don't be rude or hateful. Um, and that's that's all for us tonight. I Again, as Lauren said, I hope everybody has a great week. I hope that you got to have some laughs with us and hopefully we got you out of maybe a little bit of a funk that you've been having. Um, and yeah, just go watch the movie and have a laugh and have a good week. All right. And again, this, this is, is Snacks, Snuggles, and Cinema. Cinema.